finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Like the competition is on. It is on. It is a good one. Who is more corrupt? Corrupt to the core, the mainstream media or the Biden family? Man, what an amazing interview last night. Uh, Tucker Carlson sat down once again with Tony Bobulinski, who he sat down with two years ago. And in the meantime, nobody in the media has even called Bobulinski who is quite simply the greatest accuser of all time. I mean, he's got documents, he's got emails, he's got texts proving how corrupt the president of the United States is. And the media has no interest. It is the greatest example uh, of media corruption uh, I've ever seen. We got the sound, he's got the receipts and we got the sound and it's just incredible. And uh, we will now see if, if, Anybody in the media, anyone other than Tucker, wants to uh, pay attention to the scandal. Man, it was unbelievable. We also have Tom and Giselle, Love on the Rocks. I guess we should have known this. Celebrities, super celebrities, they don't stay together. They're just too, they're just too self-centered. And uh, Tom and Giselle have hired lawyers. And now the question is, does Tom Brady play till he's 50? I mean, this was the reason he was going to quit. Giselle wanted him to quit. And now Giselle's out of the picture and uh, soon Tom will be dating again, which will be fascinating. Uh, Elon Musk, he's going through with it. He's going to buy Twitter. Twitter is going to change. And, and as I guess some desperate last, last ditch effort to suppress people, they're taking followers away, including from me, by the way, but uh, we'll tell you about Musk's plan to take over Twitter. Can't wait. Herschel Walker, the Republican candidate in Georgia, He's in a little trouble. He's in a little trouble. Uh, not only is um, one of his old girlfriends emerged to say he paid for an abortion, but his son, who's been very supportive, is just eviscerating him now. Will it turn the tables, tip the scales in Georgia? Uh, we will discuss. And uh, we have a new home run king, and everyone knows it. I love these people saying, oh, it's still Barry Bonds when everyone knows Bonds is a cheating scumbag. All hail, oh no, I'm sorry, all rise. Judge is the new home run king. We'll get into that and lots more on today's Callahan show presented by ExpressVPN. Let me ask you something. What if there was someone out there who kept a log of every single thing you did every minute of the day? I think that'd be pretty creepy. Well, what if I told you that's exactly what happens every time you go online? Your internet provider like AT&T or Verizon is allowed to store logs of every website you've ever visited and they can legally sell this data to anyone. That's why I always use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your internet provider can't see or log what you do online. Now, many of you might be wondering, well, if I'm routing all my data through a VPN, then doesn't that mean the VPN can see what I'm doing and log my data instead? And you're right to think that. Many VPNs claim to have a no logs policy, but have been caught logging customer activity. ExpressVPN is the only VPN I trust because they use trust server technology. Stop letting people keep logs of what you do online. Visit expressvpn.com slash Callahan right now and find out how you can get three months free. I have to admit, this this uh, interview with Tucker, with uh, Tony Bobulinski, was riveting. But more than that, it is maddening. It is amazing, the story this guy has to tell. And I know everyone doesn't pay as close attention to this stuff as I do. I know everyone's not as obsessed with the media as I am. But if you ever thought there was anything on the level, anything legit, anything fair and balanced and honest, about the mainstream media in this country, you should be disabused of that notion today. It's over. 
Uh, and I know a lot of people want to ignore this. They want to uh, think that uh, it's fabricated or is exaggerated or Tony Bobolinsky is making stuff up. Uh, he's not. He's not. If you're going to be honest, and you know what? We're going to get to Herschel Walker, and I'm going to be honest about Herschel Walker. If you're going to be honest about the Biden crime family, you have to be blown away by not only the corruption of the Biden family, which we kind of knew. I mean, I knew if you've read the laptop from hell, if you've if you've seen the previous Bobolinsky interview, if you follow the story at all, you know that they have been selling influence to Biden for years and making millions upon millions. And it's all part of the plan. Uh, I'll get to that. I'll get to the corruption of the Bidens. But the corruption of the media, I don't know. I, I'm more fascinated by that because if you're just, I know they're all lefties. I know they're all Democrats. I know they all hate Trump. Every one of them, everyone at the New York times has like, I don't know, 300 reporters, editors. They're all, they all hate Trump. They all support Biden. It's, it's, it's a, it's a monolith. Same at the Washington post, same at the LA times, same at Politico and ABC and NBC and CBS and CNN. It is all a monolith. It is all they're They're all on the same team. But at some point, they have to say, I remember, I, I went to journalism school. I remember I'm supposed to report the facts, the who, what, when, why. I'm supposed to have some professional dignity. That's out the window. They, they, none of these people, none of the people you see on 60 Minutes, none of the people you read in the New York, well, you, you, you know, right for the New York Times, none of them has any professional pride, any dignity, any professionalism. They're all liars. They're all corrupt. They're all immoral. This story and, and this witness, start with the witness, Tony Bobolisky, a Navy veteran, very well-respected, smart, credible. And it's not just the fact that he's so, he's so confident and, and, and in, his, uh, in his story, he backs it up. This is not some... He said, she said, that's not the case here. It's like the laptop. There is proof. There are documents. There are emails. He can prove to you that the Biden family was selling influence, selling the the vice, the office of the vice president to our adversaries, not to, you know, not to Canada, not to, not to England or France, selling to China, selling to Russia, selling to Ukraine and making a fortune. And Hunter was the front man, and this was by design. I know I've said this before, but there was a point when, you know, the laptop story first broke and the book first came out, you said, um, uh, Hunter's a troubled, he's a drug addict, he's a scumbag, and there's you know, lots of families have that black sheep and they have to deal with it and it's difficult. And the kid, the guy was in rehab and out of rehab and getting divorced and banging his brother's widow and, and then banging his brother's widow's sister. And he's obviously a scumbag. And Joe Biden couldn't control him. Well, that's not the case. The story is he was the front man by design. Joe Biden needed a cutout and it was his son, his other son, Bo was supposed to go into politics. He wanted to create a, 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 you know, like a Kennedy family dynasty. He wanted the Biden family dynasty and one son was going to go into politics and the other son was going to be uh, out there making money, shoveling it in millions upon millions. That was the plan. It was the plan. It probably still is the plan to this day, but he went into business with Bobolinsky, a respected businessman, international businessman, smart guy, and they tried to screw him. Now, there's a lot in, it, there was a lot in last night's interview, although I felt like they could have got another hour, just blown out Hannity and go another hour. It was so good. But the thing they started out with was shocking. They, he, he has a document where it's an agreement to go into business with this Chinese company controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. And in it, the company they're doing business with involves you know, Bobolinsky and James Gillier and Rob Walker and James Biden and H, the big guy. And they're all getting whatever, 20% or 10%. Joe, uh, Hunter Biden takes the document, replaces the name of that company involving everyone and, and, and puts in a new uh, company name. That would be the law firm that he worked for, his company that he controlled so that he could get all the revenue, it, and as as uh, Bobolinsky says, 
That is fraud. That is a federal crime. That is a felony. That puts normal people, average people in prison for years, probably five years, three, four, five years in federal prison. He lays it out. He's got the evidence. He shows it. Tucker, Tucker holds it up to the camera. And you're saying, holy crap, that is flat out proof that, that Joe, uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden committed federal fraud. And it's just like nobody, the FBI has no interest. The media has no interest. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. We have perhaps the most corrupt uh, presidential administration, at least the one as, that I've ever seen. It's incredible. And it's just ignored. That's the part that got me going last night when he said, Nobody has called him. Nobody. New York Times, uh, Washington Post, Politico, PBS, 60 Minutes, CNN, ABC. They don't want, they want to ignore this story still. I, mean, I understand they suppressed the laptop. But he, here's, here's the big takeaway from last night. You could, there's no longer any debate. There's no longer any question. The election was rigged. It was rigged by the media and by the FBI. The FBI had all this, they had all these documents, they had all this proof that the Biden family was committing federal fraud and and selling influence overseas, and they buried it. That was amazing when he talked about his five-hour interview with the FBI, turned over all these documents, and this FBI agent, Tim Tebow, not the not the guy who played at Florida, not, not he would never do that, spelled different, Tim Tebow. And the case just disappeared. The FBI buried this case. It was weeks before the election. It was right about the same time the laptop from hell came out and they went to Facebook and said, do not report, uh, suppress this. They went to Facebook and I assume other social media companies. They started the the, the whole uh, theory that it was Russian disinformation. That was done by the FBI on behalf of a candidate, not a president, which would be bad enough, a candidate. The FBI is a criminal enterprise now. When you're, if you haven't seen this interview yet, you should watch it. And when you're done, you'll say, holy crap, you knew the FBI was corrupt. We knew that they were playing for one team against the other. You've never seen it laid out like this. They've never seen it laid out like this. He just sat down and gave the FBI everything. And you know what they did? They buried it, they hid it, they suppressed it, and they never followed up. That, that I mean, Tucker was uh, incredulous, and I was too. Watching this going, wait a second, the FBI who's busting, you know, people who, who walked through the Capitol, you know, for, for 10 minutes and took selfies, they're going to prison. The FBI who's banging down doors of, of uh, pro-life activists because they shoved a guy a year ago. The FBI who's arresting everybody in Trump's world, who's raiding Trump's house, that FBI had a treasure trove of uh, evidence against the Biden family and never even investigated, never followed it up. Their job, like the media, is to cover the news, cover the story with a pillow until it stops moving and, and tell everyone to just move on. The, 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 I don't know what the answer is if, uh, you know, uh, Congress flips, Senate flips, and hopefully the White House in two years the FBI has to be in some way disbanded, dismantled. It is, I mean, Christopher Ray right now, if, if there were any media in this country, they would be grilling the, the, uh, the head of the FBI today saying, Did, you know, can you explain this? Your guy, your F agent had this story, had these documents, had all this evidence and never followed it up. And we're not even talking about just Hunter. We're talking about Jim Biden, Joe Biden, the whole filthy, dirty, corrupt, criminal Biden family. It is incredible how corrupt the FBI is, and it is rivaled only by the mainstream media. But uh, let's get to some of this. It was amazing. And I'm telling you, at, at one point, he literally challenges CNN and Jake Tapper says, call me, I'll go on tonight. I'll tell my story tonight. He says, you can call me a liar. You can challenge everything I said. And somewhere under his desk is Jake Tapper going, well, what about January 6th? What about Trump and, and uh, secret uh, top secret documents? How, if you have any integrity at all, if you're Jake Tapper, how do you not say, 
I'm being challenged here. My professionalism, my, my, my integrity, my honesty, I have to put this guy on. And then, you know, you could say, I'm going to grill him and, and you can find something that uh, you don't like about him and attack him. But he literally says, call me, Jake, call me, call me. We'll talk. And CNN, I, I was flipping around this morning, seeing if maybe they'd given him quick mention, nothing. They are literally, especially on MSNBC, still talking about January 6th and Mar-a-Lago. And they just don't want to uh, do any damage to their guy. Their guy, they, you know, Joe Biden, they, they, they know he's, <laughs> he's senile. They know he's struggling. They know he's destroying the, you know, this country in so many ways. And they want to circle the wagons and protect him. But right, let's get to some of this. I, I, I mean, and, and one other thing before we get to the sound. He, he throws, and Bobulinski is really smart and really aware of everything that's going on around him. And he points out, he talked about this two years ago. Joe Biden is not always available to the media, we know, but he is occasionally. They get a chance to shout a question at him. Occasionally, every six months or so, he does an interview. No one's ever said, have you ever met Tony Bobulinski? I mean, it's a hell of a question. It's a great question. I assume he would lie or, you know, whatever, avoid. But excuse me, Mr. President, have you ever met Tony Bobulinski, a guy who alleges you are the chairman of this criminal enterprise? And uh, and they won't. They can't. They just can't. They are invested in this guy. They are determined to protect him. If you ever, ever thought for a second there was anything legitimate about the mainstream media, that should be over today. You should wake up, open your eyes. These people are corrupt to the core. And it's and it's institutional. It's not one guy. It's not one advocate or activist uh, pretending to be a journalist. It's every single one of them. Every show on CNN, MSNBC, every everyone on 60 Minutes, everyone at Politico, they're all liars. They're all corrupt. They're all full of it. And uh, this was the best example I've ever seen, the best proof I've ever seen of the corruption in the Biden family and in the mainstream media. But I, I know we got, we got plenty of this. It's all good. What do you want to start with Ironhead? Uh, I think him explaining that Biden was the chairman of the company is a good way to start. It's, that is a pretty good portrayal of the situation. He was, you know, not involved day to day. They kept his name out of it. He was the big guy. He gave the money for Joe Biden, went through H. And as we've said before, this is an, an, another interesting revelation in laptop from hell. And I know it's a waste of time to say, can you imagine if this were Trump or, or anybody imagine if this were Bush, imagine if this were Romney, imagine if this were Herschel Walker, the media would do, it'd be 24 seven nonstop. You would, but Bubulinski would be like uh, on TV all day, every day uh, on every channel. I mean, it would be nonstop. That's how, you know, these people are just so despicable. Uh, anyway, he points out Joe Biden's role. It kind of explains Joe Biden's role in this criminal enterprise. And I think it, it uh, I think it's spot on. Obviously he was, you know, trying to lay low, didn't use his name, but when, uh, here's how you know that, that he, how involved he was in the laptop from hell from the laptop. We learned that Hunter Biden pays all the expenses for Joe Biden. He pays uh, you know, the homeowner's insurance, he pays the landscaper. He takes care of all because the money's coming in to Hunter and Joe Biden knows there'd be no money coming into Hunter. Hunter couldn't, you know, work. Uh, he couldn't work at Walmart if he weren't. I mean, he's just, he's a drug addict. He's a scumbag. And he's out there making tens of billions of dollars. Or, or as uh, Bublinski says, they were planning on making billions with this Chinese, um, energy company controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. But Biden kind of was uh, had this role where he oversaw Joe Biden, where he knew they were using his name and they were all getting rich. So he kind of oversaw things. He was the chairman or the uh, the dawn of this crime family. Go ahead. Your business partners with Hunter and Jim Biden, Joe Biden's son and brother. Correct. Both of them. Hunter Biden has received some coverage for his art I call it the Biden family because, as you know, it's been well, well, 
I say well-documented. You well-documented it. But uh, I met with Joe multiple times. And now, subsequent to the election, he's now the sitting president of the United States. But there are hundreds of data points that Joe Biden was acting in, uh, in a capitalistic term, I would say, the chairman. The chairman of J.P. Morgan doesn't take eight meetings down with the people, you know, analyzing companies. The chairman serves a purpose, right? He's a figurehead. He shows up at meetings, shakes hands, advises, you know, has faith in his team. Effectively, that was Joe Biden's role in the Biden family business ventures and uh, around the world. And not just my venture. I met with him uh, um, multiple times. Uh Met with him multiple times. Okay, Mr. President, do you know Tony Bobulinski? Were you in business with him? He met with him multiple times. He he can prove it. <laughs> it this is not this this is just shameful. This is just shameful what they're uh, what they're doing. What they're saying. This guy is willing to tell his story to the FBI to the media, and they don't want to hear it. They never FBI never followed it up. The media never called him, and he brings out documents. He did it with, again, last night, he's got thousands of documents. All these people who are you know, just going crazy because some Trump had some secret document in his house. You want documents, powerful documents, evidence, call Tony, call Tony. He's got nothing. He's, he's, he's waiting by the phone. All right. What else we got? Uh, we have the Biden voicemail in Bobulinski's take on it. Yeah, we've heard we heard the verse voicemail before. Obviously, it is absolute airtight, rock solid evidence that Biden has been lying. Joe Biden's been lying for years. He has said for years he knows nothing about Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings. Obviously, everybody knows that's a lie. Nobody cares. He's he got to the point where people just say, "Ah, oh, he's lying again." But this voicemail is proof. It is flat out proof that he lied. It's his own voice. It's on a voicemail. And again, the media doesn't care. But it is it is pretty important. Your president is lying about something pretty significant about being involved in a business venture in communist with communist China. Again, how can you get more corrupt than that? That you're taking tens of millions of dollars from our adversary while you are driving the policy with uh, for the for the United States, and we're supposed to think any of it is on the level. It's just so insane. But anyway, go ahead. Now, this is from the sitting president of the United States. This is from Joe Biden to his son Hunter. Hey, Powell's dad. It's eight fifteen um, on uh, Wednesday night. Did you get a chance to give me a call? Nothing urgent. I just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least if they're not online, this can be printed to one time. It's good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. I mean, that's it. That's staggering. The sitting president of the United States. But that's Joe Biden in his own voice telling the American people, I was always well aware of the business ventures my family was involved in. So much so I could tell my son I read a detailed article that has 50 facts in it. Imagine just sitting in a room with national security and the intel agencies with that article talking about corruption, talking about China, talking about the Chinese Communist Party, the Liberation Army of China. Joe Biden is saying, I read that article and you're in the clear, Hunter. And he leaves that voicemail for his son. It is amazing. Again, you just picture that's Trump's voice talking to Don Jr. after denying that he knows anything about this business venture with the communist, with the Chinese Communist Party. It's just great. And then, as I said, I, I tweet about it and you get all these people say, oh, he's lying. Oh, what about Trump? What about Trump? 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 What about Don? What about Ivanka? And Jared, and you go, what what about them? I mean, we'll talk about them when we're done talking about this. We're talking about this. I I, I, honestly, I I used to think there was a level at which there'd be a limit of the corruption of, you know, the Democrat Party, of the Democrat president, and the media would say, or some of the media would say, okay, even I have to cover this. Even I have to uh, expose this. But there isn't. There is no limit uh, you know, as, as 
that there's no limit to the uh, malfeasance on the part of this White House where the it would force, it would compel the media to cover it, to tell the country about it. So if you're not watching, uh, if you're not watching uh, Tucker, you're, you're, you're missing it. You're, you're probably blithely uh, going about your day and thinking uh, oblivious to this, thinking Joe, I mean, there are people out there who still think Joe Biden's just a, a, a nice old guy. I mean, he talks about bringing decency back to the White House, bringing honor and dignity and decency back to the White House. This guy, you know, makes... Uh, makes Nixon look like Mother Teresa. It's incredible how, how corrupt this family is, and they're doing it f- to enrich themselves. It's not about power, just, you know, about pure political power. It's about wealth. They, he, and if you've read the laptop from Mel or other books, you know that Joe Biden wanted to create this dynasty. They wanted to be like the Kennedys, have a big compound, have big houses in the beach. He's done it. He's he's done it because he's, he's so friggin' corrupt. But, all right, Let's, uh, what else we got? Let's. This is him talking about uh, the story being suppressed. The last oh, this, time. Uh, I'm sorry. I just lose my mind watching this. I just lose my mind. This story, I I know I'm I'm, I'm partisan. I'm biased. I'm, I'm, I'm a conservative. But if I were a journalist and I saw a conservative, oh, I don't know, like, you know, whoever, Bush, Romney, Herschel Walker, doing these kind of things, I would say, Journalism comes first. My job, my professional dignity comes first. These people are such whores, such such pathetic people that they don't care that it's a great story. They don't care that their, their job requires them to cover it. They are they hate not just Trump. They just hate the Republicans. They hate Tucker. They hate Fox News. So they ignore it. But listen to this. You, I mean, this story is huge by any definition. And they are bending over backwards to suppress it. It's not just Facebook. We know they're corrupt, Zuckerberg, or Twitter. We know they lied. And we know the 51 intelligence officials who said it was Russian disinformation. They all lied. But everybody across the board, everybody in the mainstream media is lying to protect our corrupt commander-in-chief. Go ahead. So I have to ask, after our first hour-long interview that we did two years ago, right before the presidential election of 2020, um, your story was effectively suppressed. I mean, it was it was literally suppressed by other news organizations. We know a lot more now about how and why that was suppressed. It was pretty obvious. Then. How did you feel as a veteran and a demonstrably patriotic American seeing censorship in your own country for political reasons? What was your reaction to that? That time was a crazy time, as you can imagine, um, just for my family, for myself, wanting to do the right thing uh, for the sake of our country. Um, very patriotic. And uh, I was disappointed, angry, um, because, as you said, you spent, you know, uh, the time I've served this country, my family, my credibility as a businessman. Um, and uh I can't find another story in the history of our country that has been actually so suppressed. Suppressed actually is in a complete blackout. Um, you can go to CNN.com uh, today and search my last name, and it still shows you zero results. There has not been one credible interview debate on refuting anything I've said or any piece of evidence. So I was angry when I watched this play out, especially when five weeks later, um, the DOJ announces that, you know, they're formally investigating uh, Hunter Biden and the Biden family, and they make that public. Uh, it was five weeks uh, too late, and the American people deserve those facts before the election. And he points out that the uh, election swung on 21,500 votes, 43,000 votes in these swing states in, in, in uh, Wisconsin, Arizona, and, and Georgia. And he lays it out. It's it's true. They, Biden won by 43,000 votes. So if 21,500 people changed their mind, Trump is president. And polls have shown that if they'd known the truth about the Biden family, if they'd known what was on the laptop, if they'd listened, if they'd been allowed to hear from Bobulinski, the election would have been different. So Tucker and Bobulinski say, yeah, it's rigged. It's it was rigged. There is no other word for it. It was stolen. Whatever word you want. Uh, the, the truth was suppressed just long enough to get to November 3rd and get 
Biden over the finish line. And then they came out and said, yeah, we're investigating. I mean, you don't get more rigged than that. It's not about whatever voting machines or even mail-in voting. It's about what the FBI did on behalf of one candidate. Again, not their boss, the sitting president, a candidate again, who is going against their boss. They, they rigged it w- with the help of Facebook and they, they buried this story and the media and, and other big tech outfits uh, did the same. The election was rigged. There's no other, there's no other word for it. No other uh, definition. Uh, it, it, it's incredible. But uh, anyway, do we have anything else before we, uh, uh, we bring some balance in here and talk about Herschel Walker. <laughs> uh, this is um, the FBI not reaching back out and the Tim Tebow guy. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Again, he sits down for five hours and in the middle of the This is wild, too. I don't know if you have the uh, the Jim Biden phone call. I do. He's in his interview with the White House, with the White with the FBI. He's got all his documents, his computers, emails. He's got proof of all his allegations. He's got documentation. He's sitting with FBI agents whose sole purpose, whose sole goal here is to stop him. That's why they're meeting to stop him, to take all this evidence and suppress it until the election. That's what your FBI did. That's what this criminal enterprise known as the federal Bureau of investigation did with this story in the middle of the interview, his phone buzzes, his cell phone and it's Jim Biden. This is like some serious mob stuff. And he, he doesn't uh, answer. Oh, they, or he does answer and there's nobody there. The FBI like leaves the room says you could take that call. And he, asks, he wonders, was that a, a show of intimidation? Like you better, you, you better keep, uh, keep quiet here, son. Cause uh, you know, my brother is your next president. But uh, I guess that uh, was a little intimidating. But uh, let's listen to some more from Tony Bobolinsky. For the sake of our country, for national security, um, at that point, he was uh, candidate Joe Biden. Now he's the sitting president of the United States, the most powerful uh, person in the free world. And um, daunting. So at the end of that five plus hour interview, the head of station Uh, told my lawyers, listen, an individual named Tim Tebow is going to run points on all of this. We're definitely going to have Tony come back in for a follow-up interview. Could be as early as next week. Some of the people that were in the room weren't well-versed on all these facts. We may want to have people come in from Baltimore or Delaware. And, you know, I was ready to sit down with anybody that needed me to or travel wherever I wanted to. And and so the head of station gave my lawyers um, Tim Tebow's cell phone number. Tim was not there that day. I think he was out of Washington, D.C. But my lawyers had an hour, hour and a half call with him that Friday night, October 23rd, and subsequent calls through the weekend and the following week when I was then coming on um, your show to uh, provide the facts to the American people. And um, they were supposed to be working a follow-up interview. And Tim Tebow, in his last discussion with my legal counsel, was, listen, we know Tony's cooperating. We appreciate all the information he's provided. Uh, we will follow up with you. We're definitely going to have him come in uh, for a follow-up interview or spend some more time on this. And um, I haven't heard from him since. At all? No. Nor have my lawyer. <laughs> no communication whatsoever? No. Since before the 2020 election? Correct. That is just, uh, Dr. Guy's right, that is shocking. The FBI, who again is busy kicking in the doors of some Catholic father of seven in Pennsylvania and arresting him on federal charges because he shoved the guy a year ago. No criminal charges on the local level, no lawsuit, just busting him. The FBI, who's arresting Trump's lawyers, anyone advising Trump, he's raiding Trump's home. That FBI didn't follow up on the, on the uh, case against the sitting president who is in bed with the communist Chinese. And how about the other accusation? He said the, the plan was to buy into an energy company uh, in Russia controlled by Putin. The Biden family was going to have a control, uh, an interest in an energy company in Russia controlled by Vladimir Putin. That's... <laughs> I guess it fell through because now uh, the Biden uh, administration is determined to uh, kill or or topple Putin. But just wild, 
wild accusations, all backed up with documentation and proof and evidence, and the media has no interest. All right, do we have, finally, let's finish with him challenging Jake Tapper. Do we have that one? He says, give me, give me a call, Jake. I'll sit down anytime or go uh, CNN. Uh, one second. Uh, uh, and, and you know what, I almost, I'll, I'll say there's like 2% chance that Jake Tapper who's not the biggest, you know, moon bat in the whole, you know, made mainstream. He's a, he's a committed leftist, former, uh, spokesman for, uh, a, a gun control organization. Uh, he's a, he's a big, you know, Democrat, but he's got to have some pride where he says, uh, man, I'm, this is embarrassing. This guy's got a massive story and he's offering to go sit down with me and I'm not taking him up on it. That's crazy. He also, uh, by the way, says he would gladly sit before a grand jury. He'll spend 20 hours for any grand jury. He'll sit with any investigators. Here I am. Call me. And they, they got a grand jury in uh, Delaware uh, investigating Hunter and they have yet to call him. His former business partner who has all the documents and they have yet to call him the whole system. It is freaking rigged. I swear to God. But all right, that's all right. He, he, he says, I'm ready. I'll sit with you tonight, Jake. Right. And we'll see if Jake, see, see if Jake uh, takes him up on that. But all right, let's, uh, let's move on. We got so much to get to. We got to get to this Herschel Walker thing. <sighs> if you missed it, if you missed it, Herschel Walker, he's a flawed candidate to say the least. He's running for Senate in Georgia. It's a crucial race. Uh, he won the primary by like 50 points. As everyone knows, he's a football hero. Went to Georgia. He's a he's a man of faith. He wears a crucifix around his neck, and he doesn't utter a sentence without thanking the Lord Jesus Christ. I thought initially, I said that's a good candidate for Georgia. Maybe maybe he can knock off that that corrupt socialist. Raphael Warnock and uh, reclaim that seat. I mean, it's Georgia. One of the Senate seats should be held by a Republican. <sighs> I guess I should blame the people of Georgia. This is the best candidate you got. Uh, granted, I'm still supporting him. I hope he wins. Both candidates are very, very flawed. Both candidates are not exactly what they present. I mean, Warnock claims to be a reverend, a reverend whose wife is on camera saying he abuses her and he's a phony. Uh, maybe you haven't seen that video. It's it's tucked away with all those Hunter Biden documents uh, in, uh, in Jake Tapper's desk. Uh, but latest accusation against uh, Herschel Walker, a staunch pro-lifer, was that he paid for an abortion in 2009. The woman accusing him has the check or a check for $700 and a get well card that he sent her. Now, this was pretty explosive uh, uh, charge. It's one of just the latest against Herschel Walker. He's got four kids out of wedlock. Um, Again, he's a big pro-lifer. It is not good when a pro-lifer is being accused of paying for an abortion. But I would ask a question. What's he supposed to do? Not pay for it? (laughs) I mean, he's pro-life. He could claim that he didn't want her to abort the baby, but you don't have that right. And the, the, the father doesn't have that right. It's up to the mother, her choice, her body. She chose to get the abortion. I guess at that point, the right thing to do would be to pay for it and send a get well card. That's what he did. The problem is he has two choices when this came out, two choices, and it's pretty cut and dried, black and white. You either uh, cop to it, confess to it, said, yes, those were, you know, I was a flawed man. I, I screwed up. I made a mistake. She wanted the abortion. I felt like the right thing to do was give her the money and wish her well. I wish she had the baby, but there's only so much I could do. I'm sorry. I, you know, life is complicated. He could have done that. He chose not to. If, um, if it's true, he could have done that. If it's true, he could have done that. The option number two is deny, deny, deny. That's the one he chose. He is flat out denying it, saying it's a lie. He never uh, he doesn't even know the woman who's accusing her. That creates a another simple black and white situations. So either he's telling the truth and he's a victim of this smear, or he's lying. One is one helps his campaign. If he could prove that she's lying, it, it helps. The other is disqualifying. If he's flat out lying, saying, I never did that, and she has proof and he did it, 
That is disqualifying. Then the people of Georgia just handed the Senate to Joe Biden, handed that seat to this scumbag, Raphael Warnock, this socialist scumbag. I would support, if I were in Georgia, I would support uh, Herschel Walker if he, if he came out with a, you know, with a bloody head in his hand, if he, if he got caught, you know, with a, with a, you know, body in his trunk, I would support him. It's that important. We can't be moralizing. We need to reclaim the Senate. We need to stop the Biden uh, agenda, period. But uh, how do you, how do you pick this guy? I I know he's a, he was a great football player. I know, I know he seems like he's got a good story to tell, but a little bit of due diligence. And you could have said, wow, he's got kids all over the freaking country. They picked him. He's in and he is doubling down. He's saying it's all a lie. So if the Warnock campaign working with the media can prove he's lying, then it's over. We lose the Senate. It's that big a deal. But let's listen. You tell me, is this denial convincing? He went on with Hannity and flat out denied, said, I didn't do this. She is lying. That's... I think he denies that's his signature on the get well card, which is weird. I mean, you can still send a get well card to somebody. It doesn't even say, you know, I hope you had a good abortion. It just says get well. But let's listen to Herschel Walker try to weasel his way out of this. Because right now for them to come out with total lies, I think well, that's not right. This. So they're claiming that on September 12th of 2009 that the woman has a receipt for an abortion. They're claiming that five days later on September 17th, you sent a $700 check and that you sent it in a get well card. The get well card, it looks like it's included with your signature on, in the article. Have you seen it? And is that your signature? Uh, I haven't seen it, uh, but, you know, I can tell you, uh, I sent out so many get well, uh, send out so much of anything. But I can tell you right now, I never asked anyone to get an abortion. I never paid for an abortion, and it's a lie. And I'm going to continue to fight. You know, I tell you, that's what they want. They want this seat. But right now, they've energized me even more. And they're not going to take the seat. So they better work it even harder because they've jeopardized my kids. They've jeopardized my family. They think they can threaten me. They think they can scare me. Right now, all that done is it's energized me more that I'm going to fight and win this seat for the great people of Georgia because to have someone in the seat that lies to the people shouldn't be in the seat as a senator. What about the $700 check? Is there anybody you can remember sending that much money to? Well, I send money to a lot of people, and that's what's so funny. And let's go back to my part. You know, I do scholarship for kids. I give money to people all the time because I'm always helping people because I believe in being generous. God has blessed me, and I want to bless others. And I got into this race because I'm a Christian. I love the Lord Jesus Christ, and I always tell everyone that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So whoever uh, has been out there want to lie on Herschel Walker, you're lying on the wrong one. It's best that you to go somewhere else because I'm going to win this seat for the great people of Georgia because Georgia deserves to have a senator that trusts in the Georgia people and not no one that trusts in Joe Biden like Senator Warnock does. Let's- right. You know what? He's not good at this. He's not good <laughs> at it. You have a, you have a disadvantage yeah. if you're a Republican to begin with because you have uh, you appeal to people's moral side and you say, you know, I'm a man of faith, a man of Christ. I wouldn't do this. Uh, if you're a Democrat, I mean, hell, uh, that, that that's the, the problem I have here is he's being criticized, vilified by people, by scumbags like, you know, Joe Scarborough or, or people who supported Ted Kennedy, who killed a woman and then won six more terms in the Senate, or people who voted for Barney Frank, who ran a brothel out of his Washington condo. I mean, they have no moral standards. Raphael Warnock's wife, again, is on video saying he abused her and he won the seat. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat. You And and for, and in this case, it's the best example of all. Warnock and Herschel Walker are both bad husbands. I will say that. Bad fathers, bad husbands. The real problem comes, even if they can't prove it with the receipt of the abortion or can't prove that I went to pay for the abortion, uh, in comes Herschel's son, Herschel's flamboyant son, Christian Walker. I could not believe this. He's been supportive of Herschel. They've been seen together, hugging and getting along and hanging out. I thought he was uh, campaigning for him. Well, he flipped. I don't know if it was this abortion story or what happened, 
But Herschel has a problem. It is his gay son who, again, has been supportive, has been kind of a, uh, a an interesting character in all this because he's he's been on TV. He's kind of an activist. He was against uh, COVID restrictions and other things where he, he does these videos. He gets some publicity. Uh, well, he just, again, he turned on dad and this is not good. If you're Herschel Walker, your own son is calling you a liar. You're calling you a fraud. That's uh, tough, especially for a uh, good Christian conservative from Georgia. But let's listen to uh, uh, Herschel's son, Christian, yesterday, I believe. This is going to leave a mark. I stayed silent as the atrocities committed against my mom were downplayed. I stayed silent when it came out that my father, Herschel Walker, had all these random kids across the country, none of whom he raised. And you know my favorite issue to talk about is father absence. Surprise, because it affected me. That's why I talk about it all the time, because it affected me. Family values people, he has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? I was silent lie after lie after lie. The abortion card drops yesterday. It's literally his handwriting in the card. They say they have receipts, whatever. He gets on Twitter. He lies about it. Okay, I'm done. Done. Everything has been a lie. And so for the right to say I'm being suspicious for saying, hey, I'm, I'm done with the lies, when you all have been calling me saying, is this true about your dad? Gosh, we're not going to win Georgia, this candidate all. That's been you. You have no idea what I've been through in my life. You have no idea what me and my mom have survived. We could have ended this on day one. We haven't. I haven't told any stories. I'm just saying, don't lie. Don't lie on my mom. Don't lie on me. Don't lie on the lives you've destroyed and act like you're some moral family man. Y'all should care about that, conservatives. And then for people on the left to act as though I'm responsible for all of the things that he has done. I've talked about Father Epson. I've talked all these because they've been close to me, because they matter to me, because I went through it. That's why I've talked about it. So when you say, well, talk about your dad, I am. I'm saying this behavior is atrocious. Don't come for me. You don't have to like my policy. You don't have to like me. You don't have to. Uh, that that hurts. Let's be honest. He was campaigning for his father, I believe. He was supporting his father. Uh, people were giving Herschel Walker credit because they, he's a, a Christian conservative who embraced his, his gay son who's living out in LA and, and he's very active. And they, I thought they were, they, they worked out their issues. Well, he just turned on him and man, if you're uh, the Warnock, if you're Biden, I mean, if you're, if you're Chuck Schumer, you'd love this kid, anything, any, whatever you need kid, because he is, he is going to make a difference. If Herschel loses that seat, I think Christian Walker played a pivotal role and in, in delivering it to the Democrats. Too bad. It's too bad. The seat was eminently winnable. I'm not sure why we couldn't have come up with a better candidate than Herschel Walker. And I mean, you got to take it when they have such a bad, when, when you have a candidate like Raphael Warnock, a, a disciple of Jeremiah Wright and just a really bad guy who abused his own wife, you got to do better than Herschel Walker. I mean, you've got to find somebody who, uh, I don't know, doesn't have 16 kids out of wedlock again. If I'm in Georgia, I am voting. I'm voting uh, for Herschel Walker. I'm supporting Herschel Walker. It's that important. It's not about the man. It's about the Senate. It's about the country. It's about stopping the destruction of this country by the Biden regime. Uh, but man, it's not supposed to be this difficult. That was some. Uh, that was some serious hate right there. <laughs> no, and he he didn't hate him a week ago. I guess this just set him off, and uh, yeah, it's tough. So so. Uh, if they ever have a debate, I don't know. The, the, I, all the Democrats are running scared, trying to avoid debates. Maybe Warnock will now because, the, you know, the media will have it all set up. So all the abortion questions will be to Walker and do, you know, you support a woman's right to go. Oh, no, you're a pro-life. Okay, what about that woman that you paid $700 to? They will gang up on him. I just watched MSNBC did a whole like 10 minutes on on what a fraud Walker is. Don't mention the fact that Warnock abused his wife or any of the flaws in Warnock. They don't care. It's all about winning, holding the Senate to, to the media, to the Democrats. So they're all in on Warnock and Republicans. Hopefully, hopefully they're all in on Walker. I mean, he's a, he's a flawed candidate, but he's important, man. That is an important seat. All right. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that and follow that up. Uh, all right, let's get to the important news of the day. Touche, and then we're going to get to the important news of the day. Tom and Giselle have drifted apart. What do you know? 
First, let me tell you about Shake Concrete. Let me tell you what Shake could do for you this fall. This is a great idea. You want to do your home and pro- home improvement project this fall? Couldn't be easier. Get yourself some Shake Concrete precast concrete steps installed in your home. Whether you're building a new home or remodeling an, or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, or you can customize with stone or brick. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. They can remove the old stairs and have, a, have you walking up your new front steps in a matter of hours. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking front entrance that will add value to your home. This is an investment, not an expense this is going to improve the value of your home. Uh, with one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll be walking up your brand new front entrance. All the neighbors will be jealous. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at shakeconcrete.com. And while you're there, maybe you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions available. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I, this is, I'm going to predict right now that uh, the biggest story, you know, we might go to World War with Russia. You know, nuclear war might happen. Yeah, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Trump runs again against Biden. Be wild. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe the world ends because of uh, global warming, but the biggest story in the next five years is going to be Tom Brady's dating life. Tom Brady is going to be single again. It sounds like, which is, is amazing because he has been talking for whatever it's been like 12, 13 years have been married about how happily married it is. They, they put on a bold face. They looked like the perfect couple. Well, this is a reminder that there's no such thing. And a reminder that nobody gets everything. Brady's life seemed perfect. It wasn't. It isn't. According to the New York Post, uh, they both hired lawyers, divorce lawyers. They're living apart. They have these irreconcilable differences. A lot of people think it's because he went back to play football. That could be part of it. But, you know, that's not the whole story. If they were indeed still madly in love, she could find a way. Because, as I've said this before, I mean, people do it every day. There's a lot of jobs more demanding than playing in the NFL. I realized from August to to January, it's pretty time consuming, but it's not that compared to other jobs. I mean, you're literally off from most of the spring and into the summer. You literally have six months off. And when your kids are getting older, like his, they like to be around the, the stadium. They like to be in the locker room and at the games. So there's a lot, there's plenty of family time. I, I understand he wants to spend quality time with Alex Guerrero, getting rub downs and running and stretching and everything else. And maybe she thinks that takes him away from the family too much, but that's life. You know, people, people have jobs that are much more demanding than that have involve much more travel. Just the NFL, you travel for like two nights for eight, eight weekends, you hit the road and then a couple more in the playoffs. That's it. He's not like he's, you know, on, on a world tour with some band for six months. Uh, they could have worked it out, but you know what? They're both rich. They're both famous. They're both beautiful. Those kind of couples never last. I was just looking at the uh, list of, uh, what do I got here? The most famous, uh, famous celebrity couples. Here's a website. Famous celebrity couples that make you feel, uh, what is the headline? Let me get it up. Uh, I, I was wondering, like, what famous couples stay together? There aren't many. Famous celebrity couples who will help you feel the love. This is from ParadeMagazine.com. And none of them are as big as celebrities as Brady and uh, Giselle. Blake Livey and Ryan Reynolds married in 2012. Wow, they've been together for 10 years. Wow, they're, they're never going to. John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, they're just in it. I mean, that's all an act. Uh, Victoria Beckham and uh, what's-his-face? Uh, Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell. That's the best we got. Tom Hanks and uh, I don't even know what her name is. Rita, what's-her-face? They just aren't. It just doesn't work. These people, the world revolves around each of them. And they need, you need, uh, you can't have two people that self-absorbed, that 
self-obsessed. It just doesn't work. Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith. Yeah, that's going great. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a um, you know a perfect example of how relationships are supposed to go. All these people that I just listed, they're all going to get divorced. They're all going to have uh, marital difficulties. And I mean, Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. Do you know who those people are? I know Nick Offerman. He's from um, uh, Parks He's from and Rec. Parks and Recreation. Well, I mean, you're not talking a lot of big super celebrities like Tom and Giselle, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Can I just tell you that they're not going to last forever? No. <laughs> There's no way in hell. Uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. I'm not sure why she's so famous. What, what has she done? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. But the example people give is Paul Newman and, and Joanne Woodward, which lasted like, I don't know, 50 years. That's the exception. That's not the rule. Beyonce and Jay-Z. Can I just say that all these couples are going to split? They're all going to split. Amy Schumer and Chris Fisher? Who the hell is he? Uh, all these, they're, 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 none of them will last. Brady and Giselle didn't last. This is also going to be, although I'm not sure how this will work. I got the list of the most expensive divorces. Jeff Bezos's divorce in 2019 from Mackenzie Bezos is the most expensive divorce. Mackenzie got 38 billion. <laughs> uh, I don't think Brady and, uh, and, and other ones are uh, Rupert Murdoch divorce. She got 1.7 billion. Steve Wynn. I'm looking for the most famous Tiger Woods in 2010. Yeah. He was only married for five years and he gave her 70, he gave her 710 million. Jesus. Uh, Mel Gibson got divorced after 28 years. He gave her 425 million. I'm looking for the most Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan divorced in 2006 after 16 years, he gave her 168 million. Brady and uh, Giselle are both rich, so I'm not sure there's going to be a big uh, payoff. And they both, and they have so many houses in real estate. And one story says she wants the house in Costa Rica. He, he's going to get the house in Montana. And uh, I don't know who gets the house in New York or who gets the house. They haven't even built a house in Miami. There's just a lot. They tore down a house. So they'll work it out. It's easy. Divorce is easy for really rich people or really poor people. You ever notice that? Yeah. If you're really poor, really poor people get divorced like a drop of a hat. Okay, I'm leaving. Okay, see ya. They don't have any property to, to divide and fight over and retirement accounts. And really rich people like whatever, uh, Tiger Woods, Jeff Bezos, they just write a check and move on and they don't feel the effects at all. It's the people in the middle, you know, the middle class, as usual, the middle class gets squeezed. In this case... Two things are going to be fascinating. Watching Tom Brady's dating life, see him, oh, he's stepping out of a restaurant in uh, in uh, Los Angeles with Bella Hadid. You know, there'll be pictures everywhere and speculation and all the TMZs will just go wild. The other thing, he was always going to retire at some point to spend more time with the family. And there's a story out yesterday about how, I think on his podcast with Jim Gray, talked about watching his son play football, watching his son Jack who's I think 14 and he's a quarterback. I mean, that poor kid, he's going to have to go through life as Brady's son playing quarterback. Tell me the defensive ends aren't going to go extra hard at him when he drops back. It's like, uh, it's like um, LeBron's kid or Tiger's son. It's like they're just in a hole to start. Although LeBron's kids are studs and so is Tiger's son who just shot a 68, like 10 year, 11 years old. I'm not sure. We don't know if Brady's son is any good. He better be because he's going to have all eyes on him. But uh, Brady, uh, I mean, if he really wanted to spend time with kids, he'd quit. I mean, he's got money. He's got records. He's the greatest player ever, but he doesn't want to quit. And now that he's going to get divorced, does that mean he plays forever? Does that mean he can play till he's 50? Does that mean there's nothing holding him back? That'll be fascinating. He's a free agent at the end of the year. Does he become the biggest free agent? Does he start talking to Miami again? Now that Tua has to retire for brain injury, but uh, we'll, you know what? For the rest of my life, Brady and uh, Gis- Giselle, to a lesser extent, Brady is going to be in the news. Is you know going to be uh, doing super celebrity things, going to big fights in Vegas, or going to the Met Gala, and we're all going to be wondering who uh, the next Mrs. Tom Brady is going to be. But, I think I think within uh, six to eight months they reconcile. You think? Yeah. That might, might might be the case, but they're going to break up again. You know Maybe. what you should do? Go back to Bridget Moynihan. She's still smoking. You know, she uh, she she's like 
normal looking too. Giselle's like one of these supermodels. It just seems like she's not even real. Bridget Neal, Bridget uh, Moynihan's real. I think she's remarried, but you know, she'll dump the new guy and go back to Tom if he wants her. But he is just going to command the, the headlines, the tweets for the rest of his life. He really is. But maybe it'll motivate him to play even harder. I do think when he got hit the other day and his shoulder was tweaked, I said, that's how it's going to end. He's going to get hit. He's going to hurt his throwing shoulder. This was his uh, left shoulder he landed on, but he's going to hurt his throwing shoulder or his elbow or his head. And you're gonna, everyone's going to look and go, well, this could be it. That's how it usually ends. That's how it's going to end for Tom Brady. All right, quickly to Aaron Judge. Let me just say that this is pretty cool. He hit number 62. Uh, I, I, the first time I watched it was with no announcers, which was really cool. They had a camera down on the field. The, the, all his teammates came out, and it was a meatball. The pitcher just hung one for him right here. Look at that. Really? You guys get 61 home runs and you throw that pitch? It was in Texas. Somebody got the ball, was offered $2 million already for the ball. Judge, uh, this, this mom and dad, he breaks the record. Roger Maris Jr. tweets out, congratulations. I don't think Roger Maris Jr. was there. Didn't go there, I don't I think. think he got sick maybe. of traveling with him. I, I think we're done with Roger Maris Jr. Seems like a nice enough guy, but everybody in their heart knows this is the all-time record. Everybody knows Bonds, McGuire, Sosa were lying, cheating frauds. Everybody knows it. I don't know why people insist on saying you know, the real record's Barry Bonds. We know he cheated. You know it. You know he was not on the level. We think Aaron Judge is because he's repeatedly, randomly tested. He's, they blood test you for, uh, for human growth hormones. It's much harder to cheat. If guys get caught, they get bounced. Judge has never been caught. He's never flunked a test. So I have no, uh, nothing else, no other way to look at it other than this guy's legit, like Roger Maris was legit. Bonds, Sosa, McGuire, we're not. We know that. Stop pretending that Bonds was on the level. He wasn't. This is the record, 62. We will see. I mean, that's why everyone thinks Hank Aaron holds the all-time record because everybody knows Hank Aaron was on the level. Hank Aaron was like six feet tall, 185 pounds. Barry Bonds' head weighed that much. He cheated. He lied. Just, Just admit it. This guy's the record holder, and that's pretty cool. Let's listen to John Sterling, the the uh, octogenarian, octogenarian uh, announcer. It's funny. Some teams have 80-year-old announcers who still have some energy and some life, and others just put them up there and pretend it's cool that they're still just hanging in there. Anyway, they had a camera that followed Sterling around just for this moment, the Sterling cam. And if you're watching along, this is it. This is the camera that was in the booth waiting for Sterling to call the 60-second home run. Go ahead. Here's the 1-1. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. Just think of it. Three Yankee right fielders. The Babe hitting 60 and 27. The Jolly Roger. Hitting 61 and 61. And now Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run. The most home runs any American leaguer has hit in a single season. And the American League has been alive for 120 years. This is Judgment Day. Case closed. Let him play into the camera, looking at the camera. That was pretty cool. He, he was fine. He, I know, like all announcers, he wants to make it all about him, but he didn't go overboard. He didn't lose his mind. He, For an old guy, he still, Scott, he's a hell of a lot more uh, with it than our president uh, or, or many of the 80-year-olds in D.C. So it was fine. He did a good job. It's over. I assume Bonds, I mean, Bonds, uh, Judge gets, you know, a day or two off now before the playoffs. I don't even know when the season ends. I don't care. The, uh, the It was good to get that over with. It's good to get that over with. He's the new home run king, and everybody knows it. And uh, congratulations. All right. It was a judgy and homer. He didn't do all his little catchphrases. He kept it kind of low-key. I thought that was pretty good. Mm, pretty good. I agree. 
Anyway, congratulations to Aaron Judge and to Elon Musk. We don't have time to get into it today, but we'll see how it unfolds. We we went we did this before, whatever it was, like eight months ago. We said <laughs> Musk has uh, Twitter. It's going to be a great thing. Uh, but I think it's real because they took 300 followers away from me last night, and they took a lot more than that from other people. It's the final purge before Musk takes over. Let's hope so, because uh, if he could take over before the midterm elections, then he could stop them from rigging another election, and that will be good for, for everybody. That'll be good for the country. Might not be good for, you know, Raphael Warnock or or uh, you know, uh, John Fetterman, but it'd be good, be good for America. We'll get into, we'll get into that as the thing unfolds, as uh, hopefully he takes the, the controls of Twitter, but we shall see. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening and, uh, and uh, texting and commenting lots of theories on who uh, JLo, he can't go with JLo. JLo's with an Affleck. That's true. They'll break up soon, but you know what? Here's what I predict. Brady's next girlfriend, in love interest she'll be famous and the one after that she'll be famous she'll he will be with actresses and singers and you know celebrity maybe princesses you know maybe Meghan markle will she'll dump harry she'll go with tom get ready for it. brady's love life is going to be a be a story in the gossip pages for the rest of our lives at least the rest of my life and what the hell, you know, he's, uh, he enjoys it. He likes that life. So good luck to him. But that'll do it for today. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.